And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. And welcome to a brand new, hold up, hold up. No, not a brand new episode of Script to Screen. This is the first ever episode of Script to Screen Spotlight. So let me do this. Uh, let me go backwards and do this one more time. Uh, hello, screeners, and welcome to the first ever episode of Script to Screen Spotlight. You are listening to us on a Friday. We are now on Fridays, and it is 3 p.m., not 4 p.m. A lot of things are changing in season five of Script to Screen, let me tell you. So um, just as a quick reminder, this is Script to Screen Spotlight, and our Spotlight episodes have a brand new objective. The objective, can't even talk, the objective for the Script to Screen Spotlight episodes is for us to pick a topic, a movie, a filmmaker, a, a producer, an actor, a screenwriter, a television series, and to hack it to pieces, to talk about it, to discuss why we love it, why we don't love it, uh, or love them and what works, uh, you know, what, what some of their projects that we love, some of their projects that we do not like. Um, but again, all in the atmosphere of having good conversations, nothing toxic about script to screen script to screen has no room for toxicity. Let me make that very clear. So that hasn't changed. The other thing that hasn't changed is that I'm not going to be doing this alone either on Fridays. So join me in welcoming the solo to my Chewbacca, the co-captain of Script to Screen uh, from season four, the one, the only, Hard Solo. Hey, hey, Alan, and hello, screeners. It's Friday, and this is going to be so freaking exciting. This is sick. This is awesome. This is dope. Two Wait, times per week. Two times per script to screen. screen. Part two, the prequel Literally. Sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very exciting that we are, we are literally, our show is growing, and, and, you know, as, as much as I would love to say that, yeah, I, I was kind of the one that that helmed this show from the beginning. It, it started as my baby. I am loving sharing custody of the show with you, Hadi. Yeah, this is this is awesome, man. It's look, if I were one of the pointer six sisters right now, I'd be singing. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. But thank God I cannot sing. But yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is a brand new uh, evolution of the show. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. We're going to be talking about these directors, these, the, the, I can't even talk, like you. We're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about actors. And obviously um, we can't uh, hide it. Yeah. <laughs> Producers, screenwriters, so much to dig into. And it's going to be uh, very interesting. It is. It is. Definitely. We have some uh, brand new segments on this uh, uh, aspect of the show. Yeah. Um, on Spotlight. So our, our segments aren't even called segments anymore. They're called Spotlights. Yes. Um, so in every episode, we have two Spotlights. And then we have an extra little... Something-something. Uh, 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 Something-something. Uh, I guess we could say that it, it's not necessarily a Spotlight. That would be a segment on its own. Um, 
where every week we're, um, we've divided them up. So it's not uh, the same every week. Um, so you've got a week where we're going to be talking about our unforgettable scenes. So those are scenes from movies, uh, hopefully relating to the filmmaker or the actor that we are talking about that have stayed with us. Yep. It could be they stayed with us for good reasons, for bad reasons, for happy reasons, sad reasons. Um, and then aside from the unforgettable scenes, we've got... My favorite new segment on <laughs> Script is Green Spotlight, which we're calling the Second Chance. And do you want to do you want to go ahead and explain what that is? Yeah, the, the Second Chance basically is let's say one of us have seen a movie that we necessarily didn't like the first time, uh-huh. uh huh, and one of us recently resaw the movie or had a change of heart or changed his opinion about the movie for one reason or another. Uh-huh. And the idea is to try to convince the other person why they should give it a second chance. Wow, we 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 are evolving on yeah. this show, aren't we? Uh, so we are very excited that we get to share this with you guys, the screeners. First off, so so um. We, we have to say that we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys listening out yeah. there. And we want to welcome the new listeners that aren't used to listening to us uh, normally, that are now probably listening to us because we're on a Friday. Yep. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, welcome aboard the USS uh, script to screen. Yeah. Um, and luck in traffic. Yeah, exactly. On Friday afternoon traffic. So hopefully you'll enjoy listening to us talking about movies and talking about why cinema is so relevant. So our first spotlight ever, we've decided to dedicate it to one of uh, both of our I think uh, one yeah. of our favorite filmmakers of all time the legendary uh, director and producer Steven Spielberg yeah definitely one our of hats the, one of the most influential people in the movie industry absolutely absolutely um, I, I beyond agree uh, I think a lot of his films have have literally stuck with me throughout the years um, it, it's insane how much work he's done uh, how much he's pushed the industry um, uh, you know his his storytelling aesthetic uh, the way he tells his stories the way he shoots his films um, it, it's just the man's crazy yep you know he, he's he's fantastic I think we're gonna be repeating a lot of what each other are saying mm -hmm. because he, he is such an influential person and he's left a mark on on movie history and and people will look back at his movies and I think they will always be relevant films and they will always uh, you have his kids movies which which yeah his animation films his animation um, exactly he he's done so much and he's tackled so many different and diverse uh, topics mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that's Spielberg's strength, one of his many strengths, is that uh, unlike uh, I'm, I'm going to jump a bit in, into into this, but unlike Tim Burton or uh, Michael Bay, when you watch their movies, you know that they're Tim Burton, mm -hmm. or and it's not necessarily the same with Spielberg. They have the same feel. Yeah, I mean his he, his um, his touch is there, but it's much more subtle, subtle than discreet. than Michael Bay and Tim Burton or any of the others. Exactly. Um, even J.J. Abrams for a while used to be part of that group yeah. of in your face. It's a J.J. Abrams movie, um, specifically because of the lens flares. Yeah. He was a big lens flare person. Um, thankfully, he kind of died that dialed it down uh, a lot in Star Wars. He didn't let that affect the True. franchise. Um, but yeah, Spielberg is way more subtle with the way that mm. he uh, tackles his movies i think um 
I think what makes a Steven Spielberg film a Steven Spielberg film, I think, is its heart. Yeah. Because Steven Spielberg is literally a child at heart. Um, so his movies um, uh, do have this this human element that is so powerful. Um, I mean, you could be talking about anything. Save it private, uh, saving Private Ryan, um, uh, Bridge of Spies, uh, War Horse, uh, Schindler's List, Munich. Uh, all those movies yep. have amazing human characters and they are so real. Yes, to a certain degree, some of those humans are very um, idealistic mm -hmm. in a way, but what's wrong with having an idealist character? What, what's, what's wrong with seeing a character on the screen that you would want, you know, while watching the movie, you hope to be this character mm -hmm. one day. You hope to grow into the, uh, you know, the idealism of the character that is on the screen. No, no, definitely, definitely. And, and, Another thing which is magical about Spielberg is I believe he doesn't have any bad films. He has less good films. Yes, absolutely. But, but he, I don't think you'll ever watch a Steven Spielberg film and go, oh, that's crap. No. Yeah. No. Very true. And he, and he has a lot of really, really good movies that that was passed through the years. I mean, like Indiana Jones. Oh, such legend. Created one of the most iconic characters. And, and the beautiful thing about Spielberg is uh, on a personal side, the, the, the relationships he's formed with people throughout the years, like yes. George Lucas, Tom Hanks, John Williams, uh, it's it's no longer a business. It's more of a partnership, a friendship that has blossomed. Thanks I, th to this I think man. this is one of the aspects of Hollywood that seems to be lacking nowadays is this this uh, um, um, this community effort for cinema. Yeah. Not for politics, mm -hmm. not for um, um, purely commercial reasons. Back in the days of Spielberg and Lucas and Coppola and, you know, all of the Scorsese, in their golden years, these directors, they used to team up and work together. They, I mean, there was this companionship yeah. that was happening between all of these filmmakers that we've sort of lost along the way because cinema's become more of a, a factory. It's, it's a become business. Yeah, it's become a, a pure business. Um, and, and this is one of the things that I love most about Spielberg. It's like you can't talk about Spielberg without talking about Lucas. You, talk about, you can't talk about Spielberg without talking about John Williams and without talking about Tom Hanks and without talking... It's just he's, he's become... He is an icon in this industry. And yeah. I think any filmmaker or aspiring filmmaker... Regardless of what you think um, uh, politically or whatever, Spielberg should be one of those directors that you study because the man knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 he's geeky in so many ways. And he's such a geek. And, 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 and I guess recently in Ready Player One, that was very oh man visible. The the love for the cult classics, yeah. the eighties and the eighties, all those references. Uh, Spielberg is someone I grew up watching. Mm -hmm. uh, his movies have impacted me on so many levels. So many characters have impacted me. So many of his stories have impacted me. And, yeah. and as silly as it may sound, I just want to say thank you, Stephen. I mean... That's I not silly, dude. No, I, I, will I, I will second you on that thank you. Yeah. I, script to screen sends Steven Spielberg big, a big giant thanks. thank you. Big hearts, big thank you. For, for making cinema what it is today, because without Spielberg, there other uh, the, the, the blockbuster wouldn't exist without Absol Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. PG-13 ratings wouldn't exist. Wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So this man has done so much on so many levels, and, and a lot of levels we haven't heard of. Most people don't know. Uh, he, he's done amazing things, and, and I, I just chapeau. 
Yeah. Hats off. Hats to, off yeah. to you, Mr. Spielberg, sir. Um, you know, but uh, not only has he, and, and this is the thing, and this, you were just talking about it, you know, there are some things that people don't necessarily know about or whatever. He hasn't just been in the industry as a director. He's been in the industry as a mm-hmm. producer and as, as someone who has pushed projects forward. He was one of the main producers of the first, uh, uh, I don't know if he was involved with the others, but I knew, I know for a fact that he was a producer on the first Transformers. Yeah. He was a producer on that other uh, Eagle Eye. He was producer for The Men in Black, the first Men in Black, the, the first, first Men two. in Black, yeah. Yeah. He's he's been a producer on so many things on TV. Yes. Uh, you know he's be behind Pinky and the Brain? He's yes, a, a I knew that. Yeah, 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 I knew and, that. And the Animani- uh, Animaniacs. The Animaniacs. Yeah. Oh, I miss those. Miss them. So uh, he's produced. He's even uh, he ha- he he hasn't written, but he is credited for the story of the Goonies. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it has a very Spielbergish kind very, of uh, vibe very to Spielberg- it. And Spielbergish, Spielbergish, Spielbergian, Spielbergian, might I say? But he's left his mark on TV too. He's he's left his mark everywhere when it comes to. Uh, Entertainment, if you want, or the, the art of filmmaking, absolutely, TV making. Absolutely. Um, and uh, what's funny is that, you, you know, we kind of mentioned it before, um, you know, we were talking about that Steven Spielberg, um, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily, um, you know, he hasn't necessarily made bad films, but he has made less popular films, yeah. uh, for example. And one of these less popular films is actually one of my favorite films uh, that Steven Spielberg has done. Um, uh, care to try to guess which one? Hmm. Something less popular that Spielberg has mm-hmm. done. Amistad? Mm-hmm. No. I know, because that's one of the less popular ones, I would Mm-mm. say. I'm going to try one more guess, and then you're going to have to tell me. Sure. I'm going to go with the terminal. No, actually, no. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm curious now. Really? Um, yeah, I am a huge fan of... I'm just trying to double check and make sure that... Yeah, okay, so he directed and produced it. <laughs> uh, um, I was just trying to make sure, because I knew he was involved. Um, I'm a huge fan of AI. Oh, yeah, and you know who wrote that? Kubrick. Oh my gosh, that's so right. Yeah. It is very Kubrickian. It's the Kubrick movie that was never made by Kubrick that stayed there, and Spielberg came and saved the day. That's crazy. That's crazy. As speaking of the Animaniacs, they're coming back, and Spielberg is producing. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Definitely not surprised. Um, okay, so here, here's some, uh, just to, to veer off a little bit, let's talk about some of the projects that, that he's involved with or in yeah. uh, that are in um, essentially in development or, or completed. He is an executive producer of The First Man, which is essentially uh, uh, Damien Chazelle's new film with uh, Ryan Gosling. Okay. Oh. So he's, he's an executive producer on that. He is an executive producer on the new Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. He's an executive producer on the new Men in Black spinoff. Yeah. He's an executive producer on the new uh, Halo TV series. Wow. Um, uh, he is going to be um, um, essentially uh, producing and directing a, a remake of West Side Story, which still confuses me to this day. But I am very intrigued because, because it is Spielberg, Spielberg. Exactly. And he's never done a musical. Yeah. Um, he is involved with... Uh, um, uh, the new Indiana Jones film that's coming out, yeah. Jurassic World 3, uh, 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 Tintin, 
Prisoners of the Sun, which is the the sequel to the Tintin film. Yeah. But they've already planned a third one, which is crazy. Uh, Real Steel Two. I didn't even realize that Real Steel was getting a sequel. Yeah, by the way, the Tintin, because the Empire of the Sun, if you've read the... the Prisoners Tintin, of the Sun. Prisoners of the Sun, uh, Le Temple du Soleil in French. Mm. Uh, it's a two, it's two, two comic books. Oh, so uh, it's probably uh, a part one and part two. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then he's also involved with uh, Animaniacs because it's coming back. Nice, nice. That's a lot on Spielberg's plate. He's a pretty busy man. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it goes on from 2018 all the way... To 2020, uh, and there's this, the, 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 there's a project which has been stuck in development hell, uh, Robocalypse. Robo yeah, Robocalypse. I, I read it actually. It's not in 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 um, um, whatever uh, heck you spoke of. Um, uh, it was supposed it? to it? come out a while back, and then they Ro kept on postponing it, postponing it. Postponing oh no, it's it. still announced, so yeah. it's still in in limbo. Yeah, yeah, it's still in limbo. But that was a big project for a while that they had been talking about. Yeah, but. The, the the guy, I mean, I don't know, whenever I think of Spielberg again, I just think of Indiana Jones for, for me. Yeah, I mean, for you, it's Indiana Jones. For me, it's E.T. It's E.T. Yeah. E.T. We'll talk about, I'll talk about E.T. a bit yeah, later you, on. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. I'll share something E.T. related, but, <laughs> but, but definitely a magical film. Man, imagine E.T. was done today, by the way. What would they do? E.T., what's up, home? E.T., tag me home? I don't know what e. they would do. It would it would be horrendous because it would probably be way too CGI'd. It would probably be way too Stranger Thingsy. It would uh, no, Stranger Thingsy is not bad. I mean, yeah, 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 but you, you, but you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it would be a more aggressive ET. It wouldn't be. Uh, it was aggressive for me, so yeah. But again, again, I mean, we'll yeah, get into uh, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> a little later. <laughs> we'll get into the amazing classic cinema, uh, you know, of of Spielberg uh, a little later with our unforgettable scenes. But now we have a more urgent topic that pressing. we need to discuss yeah it, it's pressing and and uh and depressing <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> well played uh -huh. well played um it's uh, for me um and and had uh, for us being such huge lovers of cinema for us um literally being being people that go to the cinema at least at least once a week um uh um you know, for us, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad when we, when we start seeing um, where things are headed and how things are changing. And I understand that for maybe regular audience members or, or for you guys that just go and enjoy going to the movies and you just want to be entertained and that's it. I understand that for you guys, you might not see the change that is happening because it's, it's not that, um, I mean... You're not involved in the industry as much as, as people like Had and I are or others in Lebanon or globally. So you might not notice how things are starting to change. You might start seeing certain things, but, but not to the level or extent that we who read up constantly um, uh, see it. And, and unfortunately, I feel like we may be entering into... Um, we, we may be witnessing the end of the classical cinema experience as we know it, or as we've known it for so many years. Yep. I think it's, uh, I think the signs are there, have been there, and people have maybe slowly seeing them from, from a ticket in Lebanon costing 5,000 Lebanese pounds. This is what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I was saying is that you could yeah. notice some changes, yeah. but you can't, maybe uh, not necessarily exactly. put it together. So, so let's try to put like a few things out there. Uh, 
But let's go to Netflix. Ticketing prices. Ticketing prices. Let's go to uh, streaming streaming services, services starting which, to pop up everywhere. Yeah, which which logically means if economically the supply and demand is going to sh change, mm -hmm. shift from one place to another. Uh, distribution of movies is going to change from mm -hmm. one theater to another. The so, internet and torrenting. Exactly. Illegal, let's talk about the illegal downloading. Illegal, of, yeah, uh, illegal yeah. downloading exactly. and all that. Mm -hmm. So all these things combined have definitely had an impact on on cinema and the whole cinematic experience. I'm sorry. The moment you said all these things combined, all I could think of, all my, all the, you know, all pa those combined. Captain Planet. Yeah, 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 that's all. You know, all those powers combined. I am Captain Planet. I don't know why. Okay, so yeah, so all of these combined have have influenced. Absolutely. Uh, for, for for better or for worse. I mean, that's what we're gonna worse, kind definitely of worse. Definitely worse. Uh, it to I, I mean. There, are, for me, there are some pros which I enjoy. I think we've talked about this on previous shows. Yeah, we talked about episodes. it. Yeah, we talked about it actually in the premiere episode yeah. that you were in. Yes. Uh, you know, it was your first episode on script. The screen. Netflix and chips. Netflix and chips came yeah. up. Yep. Yep. Um, but 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 it, yeah, I do know what uh, the, the, your concern is. Yeah. How, how this whole shift is. Uh, I'm not going to say da damaging, deteriorating. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a cultural experience that is going to be fading, that's going to become the thing that cinema was never supposed to be, which is an elitist art. It's going to become the only the people that can afford to go to the movie theaters are going to go to the movie theaters. And it's going to be a lot worse than now. Yeah. This is just the beginning. It's, it's yeah, it's an, sort of an evolution. Yeah. But devolution. I don't know. I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm not as pessimistic as you are about it. I'm not the only one that's pessimistic. Yeah, the, uh, we're going to listen to a few someone, other people who are of, extremely like, pessimistic. A couple of like big, big heads, big minds. One of whom we were just talking about. Monsieur Steven. Monsieur Steven. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so let's, since we let's brought listen. that up, yeah. here is uh, 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 Steven Spielberg talking about... Uh, um, basically the beginning of what we're in right now. Yeah. And this was in an interview that was done at the USC campuses in uh, California uh, back in 2013. Let mm -hmm. me specify how long ago this, this interview was. Literally, what, like five, five years, years Five ago. years ago. Um, and a lot is, I mean, here, just, just take yeah. a listen. There's going to be an implosion where three or four, maybe even a half a dozen of these mega budgeted movies are going to go crashing into the ground and that's going to change the paradigm again. Okay, so this is the first thing he said. So if you didn't hear that clearly, I'm going to reiterate yeah. it really quick. So he said where it's all going to start is when big blockbuster movies, all it's going to take is two or three big blockbuster movies to tank and that's going to change the entire paradigm of the industry. And we've sort of started seeing that across the years since he said this. Okay? Nobody in a million years would have thought that a film with the words star and wars in them would have ever tanked at a box office. And it did. Yeah. It did. It did. Right? No denying that. So... Uh, films like The Transformers aren't doing as much as they used to. Um, uh, you know, uh, big franchises aren't making, I mean, they're making money and everybody's talking about them making money, but they're not making the money that they used to. And this is the, this is the, 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 the number here. It's like, if you look at what film, you know, like, um, uh, out of all the, uh, out of all the MCU films, yeah. 
only one has reached, you know, epic scale of, of box office numbers, and that was Infinity War. The others made money, but not to that level, right? Yeah, I think Black Panther also is, is pretty close to Infinity War. Fair Those enough. Those were two movies Fair. which... Fair. Yeah. I think Black Panther, we understand kind of why. Um, um, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but where, where does the... I think there's several problems. It's not just a streaming problem and it's not just... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying... Yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. They're, they're like different factors. Multiple different that, factors. Yeah, there's the pressure of uh, on a studio on having to pop X amount of movies per yep. year and not working on quality and throwing mm-hmm. money away. Uh, bigger is not always better. Yeah, um, well, yeah, very clearly. I mean, sometimes you'll spend a very tiny budget and have a very powerful film and vice versa. Right, very, right. So so that's one one main issue. I think there's so much pressure on these studios to, to perform, uh, to do well, mm-hmm. to get these numbers, and that they're forgetting the very simple art-making process and the procedure and focusing on the script and the story. And the craft, the, the craft yeah. of cinema is is it's failing. It's it's not what it used to be anymore. So dare it's, I say, fading away. It like is Avengers. It is fading away. But, um, but but here's where for me it's 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 not pro. But there's like if you if you look at streaming services, you have good quality. They're focusing mm-hmm. on uh, very good content for TV shows, mm-hmm. for, for streaming shows on Netflix, on serialized Hulu, content, yeah, yeah, on YouTube Red, right. Uh, Not all YouTube Red shows, yes, just yes. the one. The one, the show, uh, <laughs> Cobra Kai. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I think this is an evolution of what's uh, happened. I think st- studios have to kind of pace themselves a bit mm-hmm, down, mm-hmm. Uh, put their money in different places, mm-hmm. and go back, as you were saying, to the, the, the art making, right. the craft. right of making good films and uh, yeah. So, so to, to add to this, yeah. let's take a listen to another little piece of mm-hmm. that, that interview that, um, that Spielberg and George Lucas were both in yeah. at, at, at USC in 2013. This is George Lucas digging deeper into what the, what the, the problem is here, okay? What you're gonna end up with is fewer theaters, bigger theaters, with a lot of nice things, Going to the movies, it's going to cost you 50 bucks, maybe 100, maybe 150. Like It'll be Broadway like, costs today. Yeah, it's like Broadway or going to, uh, you know, a football game. It's, it's a, going to be an expensive thing. The movies are going to be these big ticket items because people will still take their chances and they will sit in the theaters for a year, just like a, like a Broadway show does. And that's going to be what we call the movie business. But everything else... It's going to look more like cable television. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. So less movie theaters is what George Lucas is saying, and we can kind of see that happening. Mm-hmm. More expensive tickets. More expensive tickets. We've already seen that happening. Um, and then he, eventually what he says is that movies are going to be in movie theaters for a year. Mm-hmm. So like Avengers Infinity War would have, would still be in the movie theater right now, because there won't be as much content because the majority of the content that's being made is going to shift to uh, streaming services. Mm-hmm. That's, you yeah. know, so it's going to be like, 
it's literally going to be the Broadway. It's going to be the Broadway of movie making because you're not going to go and sit in a movie theater for two hours anymore when you can do that in your pajamas at home with a group of friends in a controlled environment. Um, um, and, and later on in the interview, I didn't take that segment because I didn't think it was, it was that relevant, but mm-hmm. it should have, I should have, you know, obviously clearly I should have, I should have, uh, used it. But, uh, you know, according to Lucas, he's like, why would people go into the movie theater when, when TV screens are just going to be just as big as movie theater screens eventually? Yeah. He, and you're getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes you're even getting way better quality in the television than you are at the, at the movie theater. No, no, it's, it's true with the technology uh, improving uh, at home on TVs, on Sound systems, mm-hmm. you can have a near like movie experience in your home uh, without uh, without popcorn, <laughs> without the smell of popcorn walking into the theater. Well, but, yeah, but, but I yeah, mean, if you, if you tell your friends ahead yeah. of time, they can walk in and, and, and smell the popcorn yeah. in the house. Yeah, but look, nothing is, should ever replace a movie theater experience. There could be alternatives, in my opinion, but... The experience itself shouldn't die. We'll, we'll take yeah, it. But, but it's not, I mean, according to Lucas and Spielberg, it's not going to die. It's just going to become something that you're not going to be able to afford. Not everybody's going to be able to afford it. You're going to like wait a year. You're going to be like, oh, okay. So uh, 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 Avengers 13 is coming out uh, next year. So I got to start budgeting because uh, I need to go when it hits movie theaters. That's what it's going to be like. You're going to want to budget to go to the movie theater, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but more people are going to start watching the movies at home. And yeah, it's... It's sad. It's, yeah, it's, there, it's, it's hard to talk about because it is going that way. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we, I'm, we're not here to argue that, no, uh, they're going to cheapen their prices and whatnot. But I think today, what's the importance of, of a, a movie or a film or a seri- or, or series or, or, or anything is it's... To send a message, it's to mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, talk about things. It's to, about creating conversation, topics, debates, and even if you watch it at home, yeah, the, the experience will be different. But yeah. if you want to get that message, if you want to make that art form, mm-hmm. at the, that piece of art, and people watch it in the comfort of their home, the, the studios will still be making money through st- streaming services or through uh, DVD sales and, and whatnot. I don't think that th- the form itself is at risk. No, the form itself isn't at risk. And it's, it might, it's the cinema yeah, experience yeah. that's at risk. And it might even reach more people now. Yeah, probably. Which, which is, we should look at that too. Sure. Uh, uh, kids in, I don't know, villages or whatever, uh, w- where the nearest cinema is... I don't know how miles many miles away. Miles yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, they, they have that uh, at home. They're on, their, yeah. on their, their computer, on their whatever. Yes, granted, the experience is different. Very different. But reaching more people uh, is also a good thing. Yeah. One final uh, soundbite here from Spielberg himself, and we'll start putting this uh, spotlight uh, to a close. Yeah. When I first started making movies, it was really cool. My movie stayed in theaters for one year. If it was a hit, it was a year long. Raiders was in theaters for a year. E.T. was in theaters for a year and four months. And uh, and, 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 and I, I can't believe that I could actually remember those days. That was a, an amazing situation back then. But now, you know, there's going to be eventually day and day with movies. And eventually there's going to be, be uh, you know, there's going to be a, a, a price variance for you're going to have to pay $25 to see the next... Iron Man, 
and you're probably only going to have to pay seven dollars to see Lincoln. I mean, there's going to be that is going to be in our future as well. Interesting. So prices depending on what the movie is. He reminded me of when you travel and you want to go to a destination and tickets are much more expensive because it's high season. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah. So where are we traveling to? <laughs> <laughs> We're not traveling anywhere. We're here uh, <laughs> on Friday uh, talking about movies. Yeah, spotlight. <laughs> Script to two screens, spotlight. Um, I don't know. For me, I, I think I, I, losing... Uh, Losing the the cinema experience, uh, or or it becoming more of a niche, or or um, like I said, like a more elitist. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that is a good thing. Maybe we'll uh, the the crowd that really doesn't belong in the movie theater will stop going to the movie theater. Uh, yeah, the, the people with the phones, the, and the phones and the noisiness, and and you know, and the talking and the loud eating. I don't know. We'll we'll still have to wait and see. But it's, I, I thought it was very interesting for us to kind of open this up on a spotlight episode where we were talking about Spielberg, uh, his vision, his legacy as a filmmaker, uh, and just to show that that five years ago, he's basically predicting what is essentially starting, mm-hmm. not starting to, but Started. we're almost, yeah, we're almost like, I think we're almost, we're not halfway through, but we're almost halfway through. Yeah. Um, we're half the way to halfway. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just want to go back to something I said before very quickly, that Evolution in the cinema industry has always happened from yeah, for sure, silent for sure. films to, for sure. to movie theaters to television. There was mm-hmm. no television at one point. And all these things had their pros and their cons again. And I am the type of person who likes to look at positive things. <laughs> yes, and, you are. And, and today... How we, very unlike Solo, though. <laughs> <laughs> unlike Solo. But today, reaching more people and letting them watch more movies and ask themselves more questions, I think, is critical and is very important. And I don't think the cinema experience is going anywhere. It might be a bit more expensive with time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still here for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it'll disappear in the next decade. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe a little after that. But uh, as long as it disappears after I'm gone, I'm fine. What you're giving yourself a decade? What's wrong with you? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just saying. Where's Indiana Jones' whip? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so here we are at the third and final segment of the script to screen spotlight on Friday. It's Friday. No. I don't know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, so uh, the unforgettable scenes. So the way this will work, this segment will work. It's called the unforgettable scenes segment, and it's gonna be uh, each of us is going to pick a scene that has stayed with us, uh, whether it be visually, emotionally, mentally, uh, physically. I don't know. Um, what? And, and share. I don't know. And share it with uh, uh, each other and the screeners out there, because you're still here listening. Hopefully on Friday afternoon. On Radio Lebanon. 96.2 FM. Wow, we're getting really good at this. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, bow. Boom, boom, bow. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Had, why don't you go ahead and start with your uh, unforgettable scene? I I don't think I can do it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No, because this scene is actually, it's it's kind of funny now uh, looking at it as a grown-up. But I, I, the, I think the scene that marked me the most in a Spielberg film was I think I was about eight or seven years old and I watched E.T. I was living in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. And there is that one scene when they, they, they lose E.T., he runs away mm-hmm. and he falls into a river and he becomes all white. And I don't know, it was... Yeah, it's when he gets sick and, and then... Sick yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they take him away and then he dies. Right. And Spoiler alert. Well, if you, well, it's a bit <laughs> old. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, if the, you haven't seen ET at this point, why are you alive? Yeah, ET phone home. Phone home. So, 
that seriously petrified me as a kid. I did not sleep that night. I was crying all the time. Oh, uh, it was no. a mixture of uh, the alien himself had scared me, plus the emotional uh, value of the scene. And we lived uh, in Cyprus back then on the seventh floor of a building, and my dad was so concerned and didn't know what to do. We had a VHS tape of uh, E.T. Uh-huh. He opens the window no. in front of me, and he's like, F-E-T, and just throws it. No, he threw the VHS he threw out of the, the house? tape onto the streets. It probably that killed someone. Crazy. I don't know. But but it, it actually took me a while to be able to rewatch movies with aliens in it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you were, like, traumatized. It, it, it played a big, big, big role. And I don't think I've ever heard of an E.T. traumatizing mm-hmm. story before. Yes, this is the insane. first E.T. trauma. E.T. trauma. The E.T. trauma. E.T. trauma. Today on E.T. trauma. And it did It did halt me from watching a lot of movies during that time. That's, wow. But I came over it and I watched E.T. again. And what a lovely movie. What a touching movie. I cried at the end. The final I mean, scene with Elliot. Yeah, it's the I'll be right here. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Amazing. I had, yeah. uh, well, okay, so uh, when we were kind of bringing this up and we were discussing, I wanted to mention E.T., but mm-hmm. then you, your story sounded much better. Um, uh, and I was going to talk about a, a, a scene from Hook that has stayed with me. Yeah. And then because you mentioned your traumatized experience from E.T., okay. I remembered that I had uh, 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 a hugely traumatic experience oh, this with is a another traumatic episode with another Spielbergian film, which is kind of hilarious. Okay, so growing up, I used to be really, really, really interested in dinosaurs. Okay, but I was um, always looking at them in books where they were like colorful and peaceful looking, friendly. Uh, yes, um, I also used to be a big fan of the animated movies, uh, The Land Before Time. Yes, oh, yes. so good. Littlefoot and Sarah and mm-hmm. Ducky and Spike. Yep. So um, <laughs> then um, I decided I wanted to watch this new dinosaur movie. Godzilla. I'm no, <laughs> that came out. Around that time when I was a child, um, and uh, I decided to watch none other than Jurassic, Jurassic Park. <laughs> wow. Um, let me make this like very long story short. Um, I was so terrified I would walk out of the living room. I was watching it with my with my parents. I think only my mom. I'm not 100 sure, but I was watching it with one of my parents. Um, so I would walk out of the room. I'd ha- I'd be shaking. I'd be crying because I was very terrified. That specifically, um, I think the scene that did it for me is the Velociraptor scene in the kitchen with the kids. Yeah. That for me was like, no, no, no. Why are they attacking children? No. So um, apparently I was so traumatized watching Jurassic Park that I woke up the next morning with a high fever. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I was having, a, a, you know, a sweating. I was having shakes. I was mortified. Um, and it took me almost... Maybe like 10, 12 years until I actually rewatched wow. the Jurassic Park films, which now I freaking love. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I think, and again, this goes back to, to, to Spielberg's genius um, because uh, it was so real. 
it was so real and so grounded in a reality. Um, and I think this, as much as I love the Jurassic Worlds, nothing tops Jurassic Park Definitely. and Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Those two films are insanely good. Yeah. And it's, I think it's only because of Spielberg's touch. They're realistic. They're grounded. They're so well made. Uh-huh. Again, I revolutionary because that. of the because of the CGI, CGI that was used at, at the time the and the animatronics. Oh, exactly. the animatronics, man! And, and the fact that the movie marked you that way, I can totally understand yeah. because of ET. And but but the nice thing is when you give them a second chance. Yes, um, we'll talk about this next. Yeah, this will be this will be next week's episode. We have a second yeah. chance segment. But when so. you, you do give these movies a check, second chance to someone older and more mature, oh yeah, and you see the, the impact and the, the oh, genius of absolutely. Spielberg. Oh, that, that scene in the kitchen—it still terrifies me to this day. Let me make that very clear: I am thirty years old, yeah. and that scene still petrifies it's me. It's creepy. It is a creepy scene. It petrifies yeah. me but it is done so well if it, and if you weren't engaged with these characters it would not work yeah. and i think this is one of the bigger problems that are facing kind of the newer blockbustery movies is that we're not engaging with the characters on that emotional Absolutely. level that much anymore because it's so all over the place you know and and i think this is this is one of the sad things um i think this could be one of the causes why people aren't just going to the movies anymore mm, totally. you know if they want to engage with characters and they want to fall in love with the characters they're just going to serialized content i i think that's that's why some uh, marvel movies are better the villains specifically because you're invested yes. in some of them like uh, thanos. thanos and like loki uh, thanos loki uh, uh Kill killmonger, killmonger. and then the other ones are completely they're not, all right. not very wait, 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 memorable uh winter soldier Okay, yeah, yeah. Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. Because Bucky was a villain. And Bucky has a very interesting backstory and stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm such a Bucky mm. fan. And I love that he's becoming White Wolf. Yes. We've completely diverged now. Yeah, We've yeah. completely gone down another path. Um, but, I mean, this has been fun. That yeah, was great. This has been fun. I kind of enjoyed uh, um, adding this layer to our script-to-screen, uh, um, uh, I don't know what you call it, like menu? I don't like the what the show's layers, I guess. Or uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm totally loving it. Uh, totally a huge fan. Um, you know, I was kind of nervous because twice a week is a lot. You know, uh, you know, because you you are going to be able to hear us live tomorrow as well uh, at 3 p.m. So we're on Fridays and Saturdays now at 3 p.m. Absolutely. Um, this is crazy. So you've got the script to screen spotlight today. Tomorrow it's going to be the script to screen news hour. So all the new headlines, everything from rumors and theories and, and, and everything that's out there in, in the um, cyber realm, in the galaxies, everything that's out there surrounding this industry, whether it be for a serialized content or cinema, it, we'll be talking about it, uh, hashing it out on the script to screen news hour. Um, and then hopefully uh, every once in a while we'll have a round table or a guest as well on that show. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm very happy that this 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 new season is starting off on such a an amazing uh, an amazing 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 um, point note. level note. step. Yeah, note. Aura. Um, what is, aura. What is with me and aura? I don't I don't know, dude. Um, uh, we've got a lot of other, uh, uh great announcements we're going to be making as this, uh, uh, fall season begins. Um, so we can't wait to share it with all of you, but as usual, 
If you want to follow me on the Instagram, you can do so at Alan Mahana. Uh, if you want to follow Had, you can do so at Had.Solo. Make sure you do follow us on social media and you do interact with us on social media. We're going to be opening a, a bunch of new accounts. Uh, uh, um, you know, we've got a taste profile. If you guys don't know what that is, it's an app for movie lovers. It's great. Uh, their new updates are making it so much more interactive and so much more engaging. We're, we've been discussing about uh, potentially opening a Snapchat soon. I know it's kind of late in the game, but we yep. want to open a Snapchat account eventually. Better late than never. Better late than never. So please interact with us. Please, if you want to access our website, you can do so at www.script2screenpod.com. Um, you can also email us at script2screenshow at gmail.com if you want to, you know, uh, be a part of the show, have your emails read. We want to dedicate a um, kind of a, a um, screener episode, if you will, uh, eventually yeah. down the line. But we need you guys to be interacting with us so that we can do that. Uh, we can't do that without you guys. We wouldn't be on the air without you guys. So I've talked a lot. Do you have anything to say? I just want to say thank you to all the screeners for always tuning in and being loyal. Uh, very quickly, anything you want us to talk about, any directors, actors, any topics, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think that'll make the show even more interactive and more relevant. Uh, I'm loving the direction the show's going. Oh, in. Me, it's, too. It's, me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. So much fun. So much to talk about. So many different topics, news, uh, directors, actors. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's massive. Yeah, and, and, and again, we wanted to make it interesting. This is why we have the Spotlight episode. This is why we have the Score episodes as well. Those are new spinoffs that you will be hearing uh, every once in a while. We don't do those all the time. Um, and we have the News Hour episode yep. as well. So we want to make sure that your script to screen is an experience because if we're losing the cinema experience... You need us to kind of make up for it, I guess, <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah. to keep the conversation going. Um, so we're trying to create a new experience for you guys here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. So on that note, um, join us again uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, crazy. Join us again tomorrow for the Script to Screen News Hour. But join us again next Friday for a brand new Script to Screen Spotlight. Yep. Do you want to tease a little bit what we're going to talk about? About, uh, next Friday. Well, it's it's What's, called almost famous. Yeah, it's uh, so we're gonna be talking about almost famous things. These people, these, maybe these, these these characters, persons, people, human beings that uh, were almost, might have been famous and almost. are not, or are almost, or were almost. Famous, so yeah, that's going to be That's one thing, and then it's funny because we sort of teased this a little today, but mm. we're also going to be talking about the overuse of CGI and whether yeah. that's a good thing or a bad thing. But on that note, we're going to get out of here. We're going to let you enjoy your Friday afternoon, and as always, if you uh, can't wait to hear us again until the next Friday, we'll just see you at the movies. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. <laughs>
that might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard.